Houston, we have a birthday. Welcome to the official award-winning podcast of the NASA Johnson Space Center. This is Houston, we have a podcast, and we just won the Silver Excalibur Award from the Public Relations Society of America just recently. So yes, we're an award-winning podcast. Thank you for joining us. This is episode 52, our annual anniversary, uh, because one year ago... I guess tomorrow, uh, from the release of this podcast, uh, we just started with episode one uh, of Houston, We Have a Podcast, and what a ride it's been. So we've brought in so many different scientists, engineers, and astronauts uh, to talk about a huge variety of topics and share their incredible stories. Uh, So to celebrate a year of Houston, We Have a Podcast, uh, I brought in the podcast team uh, to go in front of the mics this time. So today I'm talking with producer, audio engineer, and I like to call audio wizard, Alex Perryman. And then we're also bringing in Dan Hewitt, who's been a guest, a co-host, and a host for the show. We'll talk about how the podcast got started and reflect on some of our favorite moments. So if you're new to the show, this will give you a nice snapshot of uh, some of the conversations we've had so far. So with no further delay, let's go light speed once again and jump right ahead to our talk with the podcast team of Houston We Have a Podcast. Enjoy. Minus five seconds and counting. Mark. Launch commit light circuit for the red. Here she goes. Houston, we have a podcast. All right, guys. It's been a year. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. We got a cake in the middle. It says, Houston, we have a birthday. You're welcome. Well, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Since Dan's not going to say anything, thank you. <laughs> I'm just, I was just thinking, like, we were so close to starting the podcast on Alex Perriman's Scholastic Achievement Day, but we just missed it by, like, a week or so. Yay. Wait, wait is it, uh, oh, it was yes last week? Yeah, it was uh, June, June 12th. 12th. How did I miss that? Was I away? It was on the work calendar. No, you were here. <laughs> I was here, but you thought I wasn't here. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Happy work achievement day. <laughs> Thank you. I should know. I see you like multiple times a week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be cool. Well, um, okay, so today is uh, the one-year anniversary. One year ago, tomorrow, I guess, by the time this releases, it will be one year of Houston We Have a Podcast. I didn't think that that happened. I was just, we were just kind of doing the podcast. And then yeah. the next thing you know, a year goes by. And so I thought this would be a perfect time to get all of us together, the guys that have been doing the podcast since the beginning, and just sort of reminisce and talk about the podcast. And especially for for new listeners, this is a perfect opportunity to really get into some of the best moments. And really, if if you're just tuning in, this is kind of the highlights, some of the moments that really got us started here. Uh, But, you know, I always say, uh, you know, thanks to producer Alex at at the end of the movie or... Producer Alex, cue the music, you know? But we don't know anything about Producer Alex, so let's start there. Who is Producer Alex? Well, Producer Alex is (laughs) Alex Perryman. Um, I went to Full Sail University for audio engineering, so I come from a music background, so this is a little different for me, but audio is audio. Uh, I almost feel like we should caveat. Alex has the coolest life ever. (laughs) That's true. So strap in. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, strap in. It's not as extravagant as Dan is making yeah, it Yeah, now seem, live up to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thanks. No pressure here. 
But I just, you know, I have some pretty cool friends, know some cool people. Wow. Okay. I want to just leave it. You want, do you want to talk about who it is or you want to just leave it there and just remain a mystery? Well, I mean, you know, um, I do know some Grammy Award winning producers and engineers in the music industry. So it's kind of cool to have those as your Facebook friends so they can brag all day on Facebook about working with Beyonce here recently, which is what I saw. <laughs> what? And so, yeah. <laughs> Man, you got the connections. Oh, so, yeah. wait, you were into music first. What kind of music were you doing? Ah, any kind. It, it didn't really matter as long as it had a beat. <laughs> That's really good music then. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. All right, so uh, what's uh, some of the favorite music that you've, you've actually produced? Uh, I do a lot of music for games, hmm. personally. So oh, I, nice. I love doing like gaming music and, and driving music. Not not the you know elevator music that'll put you to sleep, but the music like oh I'm on a road trip. It sounds like I'm on a road trip. That type of music. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Dan added that you have one of the coolest jobs ever. What is it that you're doing here here at NASA? So here at NASA, outside of being the audio wizard for the podcast, <laughs> I uh, work with the ISS uh, on a lot of their live in-flight events. Um, I'm the voice that gets to talk to them at the end of the at the end of the live event. So I say my one awesome line and then I sign off, but it's cool because it's heard in space. So I'm, I get to go to bed at night knowing that. Let's do it here. What's the line? Station, this is Houston ACR. That concludes the event. Yep. Chills. Well done. Well Literal done. chills right now. <laughs> it might be because the room's 30 degrees. But. <laughs> <laughs> that is the voice. That's awesome. So you're constantly like you're doing events and your voices in space and you have i mean the audio control room i've been there before it's awesome it's so it's cool like to a be spaceship it is <laughs> you're getting feeds from space all the time yep. uh you actually get to communicate to and from space well to space right yeah this concludes the event right yeah i don't get to communicate from space that would be cool though if i could go up there and just end the event there <laughs> that would be nice <laughs> Just float by the camera, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that concludes the event. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Dan, uh, you have um, been on the podcast. You were the first guest I had. We kind of sat down for episode one, and it wasn't – actually, it wasn't planned to be episode one when we first did it. It was like, let's just see how podcasts could go. Yeah, we and set the bar low. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, I, I, I was hosting, you were the guest, and we talked about the International Space Station and just had a conversation. And I think it's the most popular episode, I think, to this day. That sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. No. I remember after we finished walking out and thinking, man, that was so much fun. Because at the end of the day, our job is to talk about space. Mm -hmm. And that was, hey, Dan, sit in front of this microphone and talk about space for 45 minutes to an hour and don't shut up the entire time because that's what we actually want. And that was fantastic like it was such a blast to do and i still don't listen to too many podcasts but i can tell you making them has been a lot a lot of fun yeah. it has been described as one of the greatest engineering feats in human history not to toot our own horn but <laughs> we would certainly i would certainly argue that building a football sized million pound spacecraft in space is definitely up there. Yeah. Oh yeah. I listened to a ridiculous amount of podcasts. That's actually how it got started is I moved up to the city and 
my commute, well, you know, my commute started when I was really close to here in Clear Lake to Nassau. It was 15 minutes, so that was easy. Lucky. Just, yeah, just turn in the, <laughs> yeah, right, turn, in, turn on the music or whatever. It doesn't have to be anything that, yeah. I, I did listen to my own music, but it could be the radio because it's really, really short. But when your commute goes up to an hour both ways, oh, you know, yeah. you need to fill that time. So I just started listening to podcasts because there's so many of them. And obviously the first thing you do if you work at the Johnson Space Center is like, what kind of space podcasts are out there? So you start looking, and, and NASA had a few, but they weren't really, like, I don't know, podcasts, right? Yeah, like they were more like shows, yeah, just put like in audio. Highlight shows, almost. Yeah. And so, like, two-minute recaps. So I thought it was a, you know, I was like, we should we should make one. The, I think the only one at the time was NASA in Silicon Valley. That was only the only true podcast. Yeah. Everything else was just, like, highlights or, you know, they took our space to ground, and they made, like, and just mm-hmm. they just took the audio from it, the two-minute highlight show that we do every week. And I was like, I bet you, I bet you we could do this. So I researched the industry and found out that lots of people listen to podcasts. Who knew, right? Yeah. I mean, I, this, this industry is, is enormous. It's been growing exponentially every single year. So I thought it was, you know, almost prudent for us to enter into that space. And here we are. It took us, uh, took us a while to actually get off the ground just because <laughs> we had to – we had to build it from scratch, and I had to figure out how to do a podcast, how to create weekly content, and how to how to make sure you know we did everything right because NASA has a particular way of doing things. You know, we got to go out from the uh, NASA.gov versus any other sort of uh, podcast feed or anything. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so that's that's kind of how it uh, how. It and you had happened. to explain what a podcast was to a yes. lot of people. Yeah. Well, I, that was a huge part of it was I had to research the industry, come up with statistics and present to management and say, we should do this. But then it was all the fun stuff. That's like, the, What are yeah. we going to call it? What's it going to look like? <laughs> <laughs> what are we going to call it was fun. Do you remember yeah. us coming up with the huge list of names? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. It was enormous. And it was, it was actually Kelly Humphreys who came up with Houston, we have a podcast. So props, props to him. knocked it out of the park. Yeah. Because that, that, that was, was perfect. It's perfect. <laughs> Coming up with the name, it's almost like you hear it and you're like Dib's band name because it's so hard to come up with something that just sounds almost natural. You, you always do the, the, the test like, hey, did you listen to the, you know, insert X here right. last week? And that was, I think, the, the first or really the only one that got pitched that it was like, yep. That's it. That's the one. <laughs> Lock it down. <laughs> Honestly, at that point, there was no other options. I mean, no. it was just, it was too perfect. Yeah. It originated here. You, uh, well, actually, it was Houston, we've had a problem, I think is the original quote. But yeah. we couldn't say we've had a podcast because we, have, we have one. We have one right now. So. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to do that. All right, Dan, I want to know a little bit more about your background. How'd you, uh, how'd you get here to NASA? I was poor and I needed money. <laughs> Join the club. No, so that that is kind of the genesis of it. I was in school, I was in college still, and my roommate and I were sitting around, and you know we had just gotten done with week three of eating hot dogs, bought in bulk, and we were like, we we, we should probably try and make some money. <laughs> so we figured, let's go get internships. And so thankfully, I went to school that had a really well set up student employment program where a co-op program where I walked in and I was immediately presented with a list of companies and they said pick which ones you want and you'll get an interview and I was like oh that's easy and NASA was on the list and I was a business major in school so 
my first thought was, what the heck am I going to do at NASA? I'm not, yeah. I'm not an engineer. I went to school with nothing but engineers, so I was constantly reminded I am not an engineer. <laughs> and so then I saw this, and I was like, why, why would I go to NASA? And they said, no, they're just like any other engineering company, even where you still have business functions. You know, you can go do budget and contracts. And that didn't sound super exciting, but it was NASA, so I said, yeah, sign me up. So I interviewed, and I got the position, so I came in as an intern, as a student. And... I spent an entire semester in a budget office. To put it lightly, it was not for me. And I knew that pretty quickly. Mm -hmm. But since it was a co-op program that NASA still does, name drop for the co-op program, if you're a student, go apply because it's incredible. Mm -hmm. You get to come back for multiple tours. And they always told us, you know, try to get outside your comfort zone, see what else the center has to offer. And I said, well, I always loved writing. I like talking. Let me see if I can go do public affairs. That sounds like fun. So they brought me in. It was super intimidating. They made me do a writing test. And, you know, we need to see if you're up to snuff. <laughs> Pat's laughing at me. But I passed. And I got to come out. And I was a student. And, I mean, I came out. We were still flying shuttle at the time. And so I spent a summer in public affairs and it was during STS-125 was the first shuttle mission that I vividly remember. And that was, Pat was probably doing commentary. You were doing Orbit 2. So that means Pat was one of the people in mission control, you know, giving live in Orbit 2. So that was the exciting one, probably, when they were doing spacewalks and stuff. Nice. So that mission was the last time we fixed Hubble. And that was the last time we did spacewalks out of the shuttle airlock. So it was a really exciting mission. There's a big IMAX movie that was made out of it. I mean, it was incredible, and that got me hooked. And then I just kept coming back and refused to leave. And thankfully, <laughs> they they offered me a job by the time I graduated, so it worked out. That's true. That's one of the good things about the call program, right? As long as you do refuse to leave, <laughs> you keep coming Chances back. are good. Your chances are pretty good. That you might be here at NASA. You just got to weigh him down a little bit. It's all right. <laughs> You know, that, that was actually, uh, that was my thing too. I was, uh, I started off as a business major myself and I, I knew pretty early I wanted to do marketing. So I joined the marketing association and I loved films. So I was making a bunch of like commercials and stuff for the marketing association, but I was having sort of a, I don't know, some, some moment where I was kind of second guessing myself that maybe marketing wasn't for me. And so I was thinking about switching to supply chain and the career fair was coming up from my sophomore year and I decided not to go. So I was, I went to my morning classes and it was college. So I went to my morning classes and I was done by like 1030. <laughs> I went, uh, I went to home and I changed and just sat on the couch and I uh, was watching TV. Very productive. Very productive. Yeah. I was, I was great, you know, good student. Career really. fair, future. Yeah. Uh, right. Yeah. TV. <laughs> And so two of my friends, uh, Nick Panos and Chris Walden, busted into my door, full suits. And they say, Gary, what are you doing? <laughs> and I go, nothing. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. Uh, and they get, get your suit on, print out your resume, and come to the career fair. And I was like, I don't really want to go. And they said, but you're going. And I said, okay, fine. So Fair I went, pressure. Yeah, right? So I went to the career fair. And I, they printed out my name. And it said business administration on it because I didn't even declare my major yet because I was only a sophomore. I had my resume in hand and just everything that I was doing with the Penn State Marketing Association. 
and I circled the career fair. I went, I mean, we, it was in the Bryce Jordan Center of Penn State, which is just a big, um, it's, it's their basketball stadium, but, okay. it, but it's a stadium, and it was completely filled. It's like one of the biggest career fairs. So I just circled it, and that took me like an hour. But I didn't see anything that really stuck out to me except for NASA. Mm-hmm. Um, everything, you know, because I, I, I was already second-guessing what I wanted to do, but NASA had these banners that had, like, you know, people floating in the <laughs> microgravity plane and Sydney's working on robots, so. and I was like, that looks cool. And I was like, well, I guess I'll just stand in line. So I stood in line, and so did a lot of other people. And I was looking around at their badges, and it said aerospace engineer, (laughs) aerospace engineer, mechanical engineer, electrical engineer. I'm like, I do not belong here. (laughs) What am I doing in this line? And I was like, but what do I have to lose? I mean, I'm not, I don't really want to interview with anyone else. So I finally went up to the lady, and I was just, I mean, I had nothing to lose. I was super, I was confident. I said, here's, here's who I am. Here's what I've done. I make films. I like marketing. What do you, what do you have for me? And they said, uh, oh, we have a public affairs office that we do, you know, we make films and we broadcast live and we write, you know, we write press releases and, and talk to the public and, and get them excited about space. And I go, that looks fun. So yeah, first, I came down here, first semester, public affairs office, sold. Refused to leave, kept coming back, <laughs> and nice. here I am. Yeah, and so. I would say shameless plug for Gary. He's responsible for one of the most viewed NASA videos of all yes. time. <laughs> That's right, NASA Johnson style. NASA Johnson style. That was my uh, that was my first co-op video project. Uh, we just I don't know Gangnam Style was a hit at the time, so we're like we can make a parody of this, and so yeah we went through and um, I went behind the camera, directed it, edited it, and um, yeah made it into this this great fun video, and and we people have trying to beat the view count on that ever since. I just love we have. People launching on rockets, hmm. gorgeous views of outer space, stuff you can't get anywhere else. <laughs> but our best thing <laughs> is NASA Johnson, <laughs> which I think just speaks to the quality of that of that video. Gary. Thanks, Dad. Thanks. Yeah, no, that was. Uh, you really know your audience. Yeah, I do. Yeah. No, that's what people. That's give people what they want. You know, it was good. That was that was really fun. I love making videos like that. So. So that was my thing. As long as I can keep doing fun things, and that you know, that was an, another reason I wanted to create the podcast. Is this is this is fun? I get oh, yeah. to sit down and have conversations with uh, good people, and then and then you guys too. Um, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> uh, feel the love right there. But just I really, guess you guys. Yeah. No, but just really smart. I mean, astronauts, engineer. I mean, just you hear these stories, and they they get so passionate about about what they're talking about, and. Honestly, we can easily make this into a three, four, five-hour podcast episode, but it's just, um, you know, so you, you got you to gotta think about who's listening. But, I mean, it's just, it's amazing to talk to these people. So, we already started with episode one. Well, clearly that was the best. Clearly I think that you already was, said that. Was a, that. that was yeah. the best. Um, <laughs> and it's been all downhill from there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, but that, that was good because... 
a fun thing about that episode is the first, I think, four minutes of the episode were cut. was terrible. Because we didn't really know how to start a podcast. Yeah. We tried to be witty. We're not witty. Yeah. We tried to be witty and funny. And yeah, you're right. I mean, it was was awful. Um, So yeah, the first three minutes were cut and we just got right into the, the good stuff there. And then we went uh, ever since. It was it was pretty awesome. The next episode was uh, 2017 astronaut class. I think we selected the class in June. First episode of the podcast came out in July. So naturally, it was just it was a hot topic at the oh, time. Yeah. Brand new class, 12 new astronauts with great personalities, and I got 20 minutes with them. 20 minutes with 12 astronauts. So. There was no no way I was going to be able to interview them. I mean, if you do the math, I, oh, yeah. I, I don't even get two minutes with, <laughs> with each one of them. So I was like, okay, I got to do something fun. So we played Two Truths and a Lie. We played we played a game. It was awesome. It was so fun. <laughs> and, I, you know, it was, it was kind of a roll of the dice, too, because you have no idea how they're going to, you know, they, they might engage, they might not, but they were just a fantastic, fantastic group of people and engaged real fast. All right, so um, inspected a rocket booster while it had liquid oxygen on board. Uh, skied off the summit of Denali wearing a Superman cape. Or went rock climbing with a broken ankle while wearing an astronaut helmet. Ooh. What was the second one? Specific. Skied off the summit of Denali wearing a Superman cape. I'll go with that one. Yeah, I go with that one. You guys are too easy. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of cape was it? <laughs> that, was, that was the lie. <laughs> What was, what was the last one again? I uh, went rock climbing with a broken ankle while wearing an astronaut helmet. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I didn't realize it was broken. It just kept getting out on me. <laughs> no, why do you have that? We're safe. No, we, so we um, one of those padded uh, padded astronaut helmets like you see in the costume store. And um, my buddies and I, we always like when we go climbing, you know, having some sort of gag with the, with the affair, whether it be... Uh, you know, some sort of silly costume, I guess, and that day it was the astronaut helmet. So. <laughs> uh, but was but I got to talk to Ann Romer too on um, on just the selection process and how difficult it is, because you know I think we in public affairs are partially responsible, but it was really it was a large effort. But we really drove the application process really okay. hard, and <laughs> the poor. The poor folks that had to go through the application process. I almost applied. Really? Yeah, I was convinced. I was like, I might can do this. <laughs> I think, what was it, 18,000 people yeah. over 18, applied, 000. which was a record, and 12 got selected. 12. Which, when you look at the resumes for those 12. It made sense. It makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah. It kind of makes you question what you've done with your life, <laughs> because they're just... Overachiever doesn't even start just because they've already done so much and now they're astronauts or now they're going to be astronauts. (laughs) It's it's insane. So, yeah, getting getting to play two truths and a lie with them was that was a treat. I know. That's funny. Yeah, you. See, I mean, reading their resumes was insane because because we did get to and me and you shared this was actually interviewing them on on Skype uh, before yeah. they came. Uh, they were all stationed. They haven't come to to the Johnson Space Center yet to to begin all the the event, 
Um, but we were interviewing them, and it was just fantastic to read through their resumes. And here I am telling stories about me sitting on the couch and not going to a career <laughs> fair. And I'm reading these guys, and I'm like, my gosh, I really need to go back to school. That was so much fun, though. That it wasn't was. a podcast thing, but as a random aside, that was really cool. Yeah. Because we got to talk to these people right after they got you know, a phone call everybody wishes they could get in their life. Like, hey, you want to come be an astronaut? <laughs> <laughs> Let me think about it. No. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so we had to talk to those people, you know, within days or a week of them finding out. Like that yeah. was, you could was, feel the nice. emotion. Like you, you're smiling. They're smiling. Uh, Everyone's just, just happy. We're, yeah. yeah. We're all just so happy together. <laughs> yeah. It was really exciting. And it was, it was well-timed too. Oh, that was the, that was the very next episode actually was, was good timing. Uh, Shane Kimbrough came back. He just yeah. landed from space. He, he flew back and was here the very next day. And then the very next day after that, I got to interview him yes. about how that landing experience. So it was like as fresh as you could possibly make it for here in Houston. Like we got to hear him talking about coming down from space. And I was, I only got 10 minutes, but man, it was. It was it a was, nice 10 minutes. It was, it was really good. Probably. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. How did that feel? It was, you know, I've heard it called like it's like a really bad car crash, and now I can confirm that that is accurate. Wow! So uh, you hit just really hard, and in our case, we hit twice really hard. So, oh, and then you so, and then you roll around. Now we right? rolled some more too, just for added effects. I just I, I feel bad because uh, I had you know I had like a script of, of questions that I needed to ask him. And I you asked him about food. I asked him about food, of course, <laughs> but I forgot to ask him how he was feeling until the very end of, of my questioning. I was like, oh, my gosh, that should be like question number one. Man, how are you doing? You just came back from space. Are you feeling good? But he was. He was talking about um, he was already back at the gym, day two, Yeah. you know, already back and, and, and starting to recondition himself. So, I mean, just to hear what these guys do. And, again, I'm on the couch, you know, <laughs> it's insane. Um, how about your guys? Uh, I mean, I'm just going through episodes one through three, but do you guys have a favorite episode? Live from space. Oh my! Yes. How did... <laughs> we're not all so we're not awesome. all as equally blessed as Alex to where we get to talk to space all the time. Yeah, that's it's kind true. of a rare occurrence for the rest of humanity. <laughs> and so when we got to talk to Jack Fisher, who my all-time favorite astronaut, yeah, that guy's we awesome. got to talk to him in space. That was pretty surreal. That was. And that one was, we, we did it live. The whole thing was live. We, we did a video, so we actually got to see. We, we, we had a special set for the podcast. And, you know, we had this opener when me and you were kind of telling stories about who he is, and you told the story of the first time he met. And it's just like, I, I mean, we know he's going to be engaging because he's, he, yeah. he's just, in the past, has just been incredibly just fun to listen to, and he comes up with, with crazy stuff. And right up front, he goes. By the way, for every question you ask me, I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna switch walls. Yeah. And so if you if you take snapshots from that episode, every single snapshot will probably be him on a different position, wall orientation. He's just bouncing around like Spider Man. It, uh, it was awesome. It was so fun. <laughs> it's awesome, like it is every day, and. What I was going to do, just because, you know, it is your first guest from space, every single question, I'm going to go on a different, you know, wall. So I'll be on the <laughs> walls, I'll be on the ceiling. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna adjust orientation mid interview at every question just because I can and it's cool. We got to do it again, uh, not with you the next time, Dan, but we did it with uh, Megan Sumner, and I got to talk to four astronauts. Yeah, and that, that photography, was right? About photography, yeah. and it was it was great because all of them were really passionate about that stuff. Oh yeah. Um, uh, Paolo Nespoli actually took the red camera and pointed it outside, and he was he was talking about taking 4K footage of the Earth, which we obviously love. And then they actually took, <laughs> pulled out cameras and started taking snapshots just randomly of, of the event. But it was it was it was just awesome. They were all fully engaged, uh, all four of them. It was uh, yeah, it was Nespoli, uh, Mark Van Hyde, Joe Acaba, and Randy Bresnik. Uh, yes, so we do have uh, for still photography. We essentially have a Nikon camera. Right now we have a. Uh, several uh, D4. Uh, each one of us gets his own, plus we have a couple uh, uh, placed uh, strategically. Some of them are dedicated for special photography, like uh, macro photography. We need to do a lot of macro photography for equipment here. That episode that I, that I really liked was the rocket on a rocket. Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like if there's ever an episode that I can quote, to people to make myself feel as smart as other people feel that I need to be since I work at NASA, mm -hmm. a rocket on a rocket is my go-to episode <laughs> because that's where things clicked. Like yeah. from like, you know, the catchy, like, oh, it's a rocket on a rocket. Really, we're talking about launch abort system. I was like, oh my gosh, like, I get it. I get it. I can make real world references. I'm smart. Yeah. <laughs> I Wah really love that episode. Wahab was such a great guest too because because um, because I asked him up front in, in during the podcast. Yeah. Right? I said, you know, I'm, I want to I want to call this a rocket on a rocket. It's like, is that fair? Is that accurate? He's like, you know, when I when I saw that when you sent the script to me, he's like, I I, I thought about it and yes, absolutely. <laughs> It is definitely a rocket on a rocket, but it's just so funny because it's, it's like his world, but he wouldn't, I don't think he would have called it a rocket on a rocket. No. You know, he thinks about the launch aboard. He's, he's into the intricate details, but if you pull back, yes, if you're launching on a rocket, this is something that is a rocket that oh, will yeah. launch like from a speeding rocket. It's crazy. That one's, that one is, it was definitely one of my favorite conversations too, because he did such a good job of describing, um, of, of like how it all works and you're and right I think that's the reason why I, like it clicked with me so much and yeah. so I'm like walking around I hear people talking about it. I'm like oh you're talking about a rocket on a rocket and they're like what and I was like oh no it's it's fine oh I'm yeah right. it's fine <laughs> <laughs> when you okay. when you told me that you mentioned or you, you were trying to call it a rocket on a rocket I thought about that and then I thought about the specifications for what this thing actually does yeah it's 30 feet tall it produces 400,000 pounds plus of thrust. Whoa. That, that is basically, you at that point, yes, that is a rocket that is sitting on top of an even larger rocket. Um, yeah, so certainly that's a fair assessment. Um, I think, you know, what I, when we first started this, where I was, I was kind of, I was kind of up in the air of how popular it was going to get, you know, how many people are, are going to listen to this. But it just so happened that, you know, like you said, July is when it first came out. 
August was when the total eclipse over America oh, yeah. was coming across. And that was such a huge event for NASA. For those who don't know, I mean, the, the, the total solar eclipse went across the United States and only across the United States, right? Yep. It was only in totality across of, in, within um, U.S. territory. And, like, we just blew it up, right? We turned it into this huge event. We went across the country and just sort of did live coverage. NASA.gov exploded. <laughs> in terms of yeah. viewership unmatched viewership like we totally shattered any record of nasa.gov traffic uh before that it just so happened that houston we have a podcast was had a total solar eclipse episode that was on the front page of nasa.gov whenever the total solar eclipse was coming so that gave us a real nice boost oh yeah and that was a good conversation too i mean that he was a uh, a, a eclipse expert um, and came with this huge binder yeah. of material. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yes. And he like he actually he had, he had a setup right here, but he turned to the side from the microphone, and we gave him another table, and he spread out all of this information because he had so much that he wanted to go over. I barely got a question in because he's just like, and the next thing I wanted to tell <laughs> he you, he was prepared. He was. That was but great. It was Really, really good information, especially the safety information, which was really nice. I, I remember friends that listened to that, they were saying that, oh, they didn't know that they can't just go out there and look at it in normal sunglasses. That's oh. probably not a good idea. But <laughs> listening to the podcast, they can. All of it. Let's All right. do it. All right, let's, let's talk <laughs> about you want to start. Let's talk about safety a little bit. Okay, safety. Okay. Everybody has heard don't look at an eclipse, you'll go blind, right? We've all heard that. <laughs> yeah. And, and I remember as a boy puzzling and puzzling over that. What is it about an eclipse that makes it so dangerous? Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out you don't want to stare at the sun ever. Did you guys actually get to see the eclipse, though? Or were you here in Houston? I, I, I was, was here in Houston, yeah. so I only saw part of it. And I was at that. Yeah, I stepped out and I was just like, okay, because we, had, had, we were live. Mm. We were live on air. You went out, though, didn't you? I did. How was I, it? I abandoned my fellow NASA colleagues, and I went to a part of the – so because I think Houston was about 70% yeah, or so. Yeah, it was pretty but decent. It, it looked like – well, you say that, but you're wrong. Because <laughs> it, it probably got a little bit shady or something, maybe. Actually, no, the sky kind of – I mean, if you, were, if you really paid attention, maybe, but, like, it, it looked pretty much the same. I only saw it for, like, 20 seconds, and I had to run back upstairs Well, to I put ACL. on the glasses, yeah. so I can tell, but, like, the, you know, the, the sky kind of oh, yeah. looked the same to me. Yeah. So I went on a trip to the middle of nowhere in Kentucky, and <laughs> this is going to be kind of a long aside, but I think it's worth it because yeah. if, you've, if you have the chance to see a total solar eclipse – drop what you're doing and go somewhere where you can watch it because mm -hmm. i mean i've seen rocket launches i've seen soyuz landings you know all these crazy stuff that was one of the coolest things i've ever seen in my entire life wow i went with a group of friends out to the middle of nowhere i got a bunch of really nerdy friends who calculated you know exactly where we'll have the longest viewing point and they narrowed it down using maps to this cornfield and this you know very small town in kentucky and we showed up and a guy had already rented out a farmer's cornfield, gave the farmer $1,000, and didn't let anybody else come on the cornfield with him. So we were right across the street in somebody's front yard. But it's this really surreal experience where it, colors start to change all around you, and this is it gets a little bit darker and a little bit darker, and there's this moment where 
all of the bugs you didn't realize but there's bugs and there's just noise and everything it all just went completely silent and it was totally eerie and kind of freaky and then when it actually goes into totality and you can finally take the glasses off and just stare at the sun safely it's it's weird that's (laughs) it's weird it's really hard to describe but it's it's a totally cool moment it's it's a primal moment where you almost automatically start thinking you know what did people hundreds and thousands of years ago that this happened like look up in the sky and think the world was ending because you almost get that feeling (laughs) like this should not be happening (laughs) and then it lasts a couple of minutes and then it's done and we have another one coming up in 2024 i think that's gonna actually come through houston isn't it um, I think it's more Austin, more San Austin? Antonio. It'll come area. through Texas, but, but it'll, it'll come, come Texas, across yeah. the U.S. again. So anybody listening, start making plans for 2024. Go out and see the total solar eclipse. You will not regret it. Yeah, and oh, yeah. I think that one's supposed to be longer totality. I think that one was – yours was only like two minutes. I think this one's like four, yeah. close to four or something. So it'll be twice as cool. Yeah. Yeah, that just sounds surreal. I think that was one of the stories uh, was um, – like two two armies were like about to battle, and then a total solar. This is like hundreds of years <laughs> yeah. ago. I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher this story, by the way, because because I don't really know all the details. Just start but, making up random yeah. fantastical yeah. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so total solar eclipse happened, and and they kind of looked up. The total solar eclipse passed, and they canceled the battle. <laughs> They're like, uh, that's a sign. That's we're not a gonna, sign. Yeah, that's we're not, a sign. We're not gonna find today. Um, I wish I knew more information about that story, but. Uh, yeah, no, it was. It's just an. It this sounds story brought to you by Gary Pedia. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Uh, so, so the very next, the very next one after Eclipse, this one was fun. Was um, uh, when Sticks uh, oh, came. Oh yeah. Yeah, they were on. They were on tour, and they had a free day. So um, we coordinated to uh, bring them here on site, and uh, I helped out with the tour, uh, just like we do for many VIP tours. But they actually sat down and we had a conversation, and that was definitely one of my favorite conversations because we just brought um, two members of Sticks uh, and then two, I'll call them exploration experts. Like they actually study what it takes to go explore the cosmos. And we talked about just that, you know? So if we were to land on Mars, what what kind of things will we need or, you know, the uh, Sticks was asking questions. They were fully engaged. Um, we were talking about going to Mars. We talked about going out to Pluto and, yeah. you know, selfishly to the moon of Pluto Sticks. Yeah. You know, you know, like what, 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 what would that even look like? Just like these, these kind of weird concepts of, yeah, so if we did go out to the sort of Kuiper Belt area, like what would a human mission kind of look like? The answer would be very difficult, but oh, yeah. Um, yeah, it was. We had the experts there and actually had a fantastic conversation. That was. I ended up getting a guitar pick, really, as a gift, and that was that was exciting. Yeah. I still have it. Yeah, <laughs> really. Yeah, that's so great. Yeah, that was that was uh, definitely one of my favorite episodes for sure because we we sat. It was different because we have right now we're kind of in a. It's the three of us, right? And we have the circular table, and we have Mike said three of us. But this one, we just sort of sat, and you set up some booms, yeah, like around, and we just sat in a people. circle. Yeah, <laughs> six people, right? And we sat in a circle and just had a conversation, and it was it was awesome. We we got another one ep- coming up soon here where we're gonna uh, do that again. But um, 
yeah, I mean, I love that kind of where everyone can just chime in because you can tell by the like it was kind of a rocky start because everyone's just kind of like, what is this going to look like? Yeah. And then eventually, you know, I couldn't get anyone to shut up, <laughs> you know, so it was, it was great. Not the greatest looking. <laughs> if, if you were going to vacation anywhere in the area, yeah. you'd go to Pluto. And just maybe take some. some snacks yeah, out see there. it from yeah. from the surface. I, I don't know. I, I think with a little work, we could buff it up and make it a holiday destination. <laughs> it's a fixer upper. There's no doubt. About it's, it. a, it's a handyman's dream. <laughs> it's about the size of downtown Chicago, by the way. Is it? Yeah. It's not too big. Yeah, it's not that Chicago's big. Chicago's nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think a frozen <laughs> Chicago. And an yeah. uh, did you guys do an episode during Harvey? Um, Gary did, yeah. Yeah, Gary uh, so <laughs> it was funny because, um, well, I wouldn't say funny because I couldn't get here. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Uh, I was in Dallas. Yeah, NASA was straight up closed. And I live right off of Buffalo Bayou. So when Harvey hit... Uh, it's a, it's kind of this river and all the floodgates dump into this river. And so the floodgates got filled up. So they let them loose on Buffalo Bayou and the whole thing flooded to levels I've never seen. It's flooded once before since I've lived there, but not to this level. And so the road that I usually take to get to NASA was completely underwater. Mm. Uh, so I wasn't going anywhere. At that time, I mean, it was it wasn't long that we had started the podcast. It's only yeah. it was only like two months or something. But I was like, I, I think it's appropriate to say something about it because uh, just to acknowledge that this is happening. So a couple of days afterwards, the levels started going down and people were kind of all over the streets just checking out the area because everything had been underwater for two, three straight days. And so I just kind of recorded like an update, just like here's what yeah. happened, guys. Um, we're all, you know, a lot, a lot of things happen. You know, people lost their lives within Houston, and um, you know, a lot of people were affected, especially you know, homes and and just in, in one way or another, and just sort of just acknowledge that. But I went out with a, I had a portable audio recorder, uh, my my own personal one, and I just recorded. I print, I wrote a script and printed out an update. I mean, it was really hard to work, you know, yeah. mm. um, just because you know everyone was out of commission pretty much. But I figured this was this was the right thing to do. So I actually walked across the bridge to Buffalo Bayou and I recorded it on the bridge. Oh, I was nice. right. Uh, the water was right underneath me, and um, yeah, the sidewalks where the well, where it was supposed to be the sidewalks were completely underwater right next to mm. me. But I was on the bridge and I recorded it right there on Buffalo Bayou. So I recorded it outside. But it was just like a two-minute update. Yeah. But I could successfully say that we never missed a week. We did not. <laughs> not even for a hurricane. Yep, that's right. We never missed a week. That was crazy. But if there's one good thing that came out of this disaster, it's learning that Houston is full of some incredible people, and Spaceship Earth is not such a bad place to live. Local first responders and Coast Guard were helping those in need, and even Texas civilians grabbed their trucks and boats to aid in these efforts. At NASA's Johnson Space Center, flight controllers braved the weather and camped out in Mission Control 24-7 to make sure the crew members aboard the International Space Station were safe and well. I think another thing was, uh, you know, we, we had a lot of changes just throughout the whole, the whole time that we were here for for a year we had um first we were in Buff studio b yeah remember that the other studio and we we uh, the podcast setup was Where interesting it was warmer it was warmer <laughs> but it was louder 
<laughs> but you know, because we had never started a podcast before, we had very limited equipment. We have these mics, but actually, I can see the table right now. It's yeah. this it's this really small wooden table, and we just clamp the mics to the side of that table. There's barely enough room for two pieces of paper. And uh, and we had our conversations in the back of Studio B because it was next to some sound buffers or something. Yeah. But I think we did a couple episodes there, and they turned out okay, but the fan was... Uh, like, it just got ridiculous. Yeah, <laughs> it got ridiculous. The summer, and it was trying to cool everything off. and Yeah, it was it yeah. was bad. I mean, it started getting a little bit annoying. It'll just kick on randomly, and it's like, well, yeah. I hope we're done with this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, uh, that's when we went to the sound booth. Yeah. It was a little bit warmer, uh, cozy. <laughs> Cozy's the operative word. Like, you did a couple in that. I did, yeah, I did a couple in there, which I didn't mind it too much. But I don't know if it's just me, but you almost start to get uncomfortable when you're in a sound booth after a while. Yeah, it just like because it's, it's totally it's quiet. Too quiet. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the, no, the levels are are great, but the way our sound booth is is situated, you got this big desk at the corner yeah. right and that's where you know we have interpreters sit there and they're looking at the screen and it, they have all their papers out it makes sense but for a conversation where you have to turn your head <laughs> for the whole i mean the mic is over here you have to turn your head i mean the sound was bouncing everywhere and, and there's it was, a giant window and it was scared. already pretty tight <laughs> so now we're doing it in studio a and i want a bigger table this is a nice table right here <laughs> we're getting there we're, we're, we're slowly there. moving up it's a little cold in here yeah but It'll even out. <laughs> That's why for all of our guests now, I whenever we invite them, I'm like, bring a jacket. <laughs> and they're like, Trust me. Yeah. Like, yeah. But it's jacket. July. I was like, yeah, bring a jacket. You'll want a jacket. <laughs> and you'll want July heat when you leave out of here. Oh. Dan, do you have any guests that sort of stick out whenever you think about the folks that you've actually sat down and interviewed? A couple. Yeah. Probably the, the three most recent ones. Well, three of the most recent ones that I did, which were actually in the booth, um, I got to talk to Drew and Ricky before their flights. Yeah. Oh, yeah and those yeah. were really cool. Drew has this crazy, elaborate, reaching back to the early 1900 story of how he got to where he got, and that was really cool to hear. And then Ricky Arnold has taught in schools all over the planet and just shared his experience of know what it was like getting off the plane for the first time in morocco is a 20 something and just being international band yeah totally (laughs) fish out of water and all these different places and it's always cool to talk to an astronaut oh yeah because they all have these super diverse super unique backgrounds they'll they'll have some of the same resume things like a, a lot of them are pilots or something but just the path that they took to become that is always unique and it kind of helps you realize, you know, no matter where you're starting, this is where you can end up. Yeah, right. The other one I really liked was I talked to Scott Smith, uh, the nutritionist. And as somebody who has a horrendous diet, you never <laughs> really think about just all of the different aspects of your health that what you're put, the food that you're putting into your body can affect. And yeah. just the level at what they're tracking for the astronauts in space is is unreal that they're they're able to track all of these individual um, aspects of the food just to keep the crew members healthy and then the stuff he was talking about for the vision changes is really cool because vision changes 
for anybody that kind of follows along, that's one of the, the big kind of gremlins out there for what happens to humans in space that we have to solve before we you know, send people onto Mars for three years. And there's a lot of theories out there about why it's happening, but they've actually been finding this genetic reason um, that could potentially, you know, give us an advance warning that, hey, you might be susceptible to this. And it'll have effects for people here on Earth because it's linked to another disease and mm-hmm. all this crazy stuff. And, I mean, coming in, like, his title is he's a bio bio, what is it, biochemical nutritionist or something, yeah. something yeah. of that nature. You wouldn't. You wouldn't normally expect, you know, from the title to sit there and learn about that, but that's what he's working on. Right. And that was eye-opening. Changes in some of their hormones. There was a list of about eight or nine things that we had that we found a clinical population that had the exact same set of characteristics. And that is women with polycystic ovary syndrome. Really? Really. Polycystic ovary syndrome, or PCOS as they call it, is the leading cause of infertility in women. It affects 10 to 20% of women, which is a staggering incidence. Yeah. I'm jealous, though. You got to talk to Ginger. (laughs) <laughs> Ginger is awesome. And Ginger is one of the coolest people on the face of the planet. You know, I, I mean, it's it would be a totally different story, but Alex and I were talking afterwards, after we recorded that episode. That was part of the um, Women's History Month episode. Yes. She was one of our four guests, and uh, I, I kind of wish we just we our, the podcast her segment was the 20 minutes 25 minutes we spent after the podcast yes <laughs> uh she was just first of all her story i mean the, the her story I, I wish i included both how about that because yeah. her story was just incredible just a roller coaster of emotion and um you know start to finish just incredible but um oh yeah but afterwards uh it was so great because we we put we put down um we we turned off the recording, right? Yeah. And Ginger had actually attended because because I say it's cold, but it's an audio podcast. So I was like, there's you know, there's no specific attire. She came up she came in gym clothes. Yeah. And she, she said was straight like, to the gym Yeah, afterwards. she's like, I'm going to the gym right after this, so this so this makes the most sense. But we were just chatting and uh, we were talking about like uh, she got an email notification while we were chatting, right? And it was for a concert that was that was coming up and she's like, Oh, I really want to go to this concert and so she starts texting her friend, Do you wanna go with me? <laughs> and next thing you know, she's pulling up and she's buying tickets right yes and then she's like have you heard of this artist before like i, I don't think and she's like oh i love it. and then she puts down her phone and we do we just start jamming for a couple minutes it was the best <laughs> i mean it was it was great she's i was just so a, mad i turned the recorder off i was like <laughs> i couldn't believe i did that i never turn it off when like normally i just keep it rolling and it's like ah, i'll have buffer room at the end but i cut it off and i don't know what i was thinking yeah yeah she's one of the most like objectively cool people you'll yeah. ever meet in your life <laughs> yeah but she's also insanely driven insanely oh yeah intelligent oh and yeah capable and was a flight director and you know all this crazy stuff yeah and then she could sit there and you know introduce you to cool new bands yeah <laughs> just super personable but yeah her story was was great and she she never gave up, and she always uh, she always just pushed forward. It was it was an amazing story to hear. Go listen to Ginger's episode. Yeah, that one was good. Uh, Stories of her strength is the name yes. of the episode. 
was it was it this goal that you had in the back of your mind that really helped you to kind of excel? Because you were you graduated in the second of your class in high school, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, by one one thousandth of a point. Not that I carry that with me to this day, but. Um. <laughs> You know, you were talking about Scott Smith, um, how he, you know, just learning his perspective, and you're you're thinking about your own diet whenever you're we're thinking about nutrition, and that was the same thing that happened whenever we had Andrew, Andrea Hansen in here to ah, talk about yes. exercise. That was a good one. Um, she talked about what the astronauts have to do to exercise and why they exercise, really to mitigate some of the bone and muscle loss that they have. Uh, but I asked her, I was like, what do you take out of this, you know, no, being a person, an expert, what are you taking out of this? Um, and she goes, actually, uh, because the folks on the ground are helping the astronauts so much, I've actually, I actually have my own personal trainer because I realized how important that is. Yeah. It was an interesting perspective uh, because I was like, huh, I, I wouldn't have, have thought that. I thought it would be like a technique or like a routine, but it's like the whole personal trainer aspect. She's like, I get that now. She's like, it she's makes like sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. And so one thing I've taken away is I do hire a trainer to help me work out so oh, that wow. I'm making sure that I'm pushing myself and somebody's there to help keep me motivated along the way. Poor Andrea, though, because that was the one where Greg, oh my gosh. <laughs> the one time yeah, I take a vacation. The, yeah, Alex took a vacation. <laughs> where were you going? You were actually speaking. Right? I was Why speaking was... at Full yeah. Sail University. So I was uh, I was down there for Hall of Fame week, and um, I got a lovely email from Greg <laughs> <laughs> explaining to me, don't panic, I've handled it, but um, we're going to have to re-record this podcast episode. I was like, we don't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not live, but right. we get one take. <laughs> oh, but yeah, no, that was the the file came in corrupt the yeah. way that it was recorded. That was another one we did in the sound booth, and I felt so bad. I was like, Andrea, I was like, you the did, odds of you that did a great job. So slim. I know you did so great. Now come do it again. <laughs> <laughs> so we had to re-record the whole thing, and she was and she had no problems at all. She was like, she's like, I understand absolutely. Thank you for coming. She was really really cool about it. That's uh, that's awesome. Yeah, but that's that's not the only time that. Uh, we've had a close call. Yeah. Yeah, well, that one was that was not even a close call. That just Greg just that was a call. That was a call. It was a call. <laughs> close call yeah. was uh, episodes being deleted <laughs> that weren't released yet. Oh close yeah. Close call. That was uh, who did that? <laughs> Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Gary's like, don't look at me. <laughs> don't look at me. I don't touch that. Although I did have to record one episode. I'll get to that after this story. Yeah. But yeah, um, so John was using our recorder for something and he reformatted the recorder. I didn't know that he was going to reformat the recorder because we had just recorded an episode the day before and he wanted to use the recorder the next morning. And I was like, oh, that's fine. I'll just pull the episodes off. He's just gonna record something. I marked my numbers. I know where mm -hmm. it's at. I get the recorder back and I'm like, hey, John, did you pull everything off? Because there's nothing on He's like, no, no, I reformatted it. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> and so I went panicking and uh, it was, uh, I think it was like game two of, of NBA playoffs. Throughout the entire game, I literally have like the recorder to this, some program trying to recover files. Mm. And it took the entire game, the entire Rockets game for it to find the files. And it found them. And I got the files back. 
I'm still amazed that it happened. I'm pretty sure that's where Audio Wizard comes from because that was pure magic. Yep, that like, is where it comes from. The fact that every single file that we've ever recorded on there came back, and that's hundreds of files. Hmm. Wow. And so I'm just, you know, I'm glad that software was there. Um, I would never like to go through that experience again. <laughs> I didn't know how to tell Gary. Like, I was just sitting there, because we, we recorded another episode, and I didn't want to tell him before that episode. So I'm just sitting there looking at him like, I'm so sorry. Great job. By the way, everything you did last week is completely gone. Bye. Okay, bye. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, don't worry. I got a plan. Um, <laughs> hopefully this will work. I, oh, actually, I don't think you told me until after you recovered them. Yeah, that's right. I did not tell him until after we recorded That was a smart it. move to do. I just waited. I was like, but... I have yeah. the files now. Don't worry. <laughs> that was a strategy I did with my mom whenever I went skydiving the first time. There you go. I went skydiving. I went on the ground, and then I called my mom. I was like, Mom, I went skydiving. She's like, you did what? <laughs> I was like, but I'm on the ground now, so you can't yell at me. Like, She's like, oh, but I will. if I have it. Yeah, <laughs> right? Some of the other folks that we have uh, now. So first of all, shout out to, even though Greg lost that episode, <laughs> <laughs> Shout out! Not to, holding any yeah, grudges. Not holding right. any grudges. I definitely have forgiven him. Uh, but he made the music for for Houston Wind podcast. He did, and that is that's great music. The the intro stuff. Oh yeah. With the splashes of uh, of actual historical audio from missions. Really, really cool. One small step for man. You know, he's got all yeah. of that in there. It's great. Um, Matt McKenzie, who actually was an intern for me back. Oh my gosh, I think almost two years ago at this point. Yeah. Yes, it was two years ago. Uh, made the thumbnail. So I'd like to thank him for that, for sure. And, um, you know, we you were talking to Pat earlier. Pat's off here to the side. He is uh, one of our new producers for Houston We Have a Podcast, as well as Bill Stafford, uh, who actually does all of the click, posting. Click, and, click, yeah, click, click. That, that, all that clicking. Taking awkward pictures of us. <laughs> Um, so I'd like to thank them for joining the team because for the longest time, I mean, Alex, it was pretty much just me and you just kind of running the show. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that was that was tough. Um, but yeah, here we are, 52 episodes later and a lot more to come. And pretty soon we'll get Pat to host one. That's right. The golden voice. Get that golden the radio golden voice. Golden back radio back voice. Back out on the airwaves where it belongs. <laughs> <laughs> Golden voice, everybody. <laughs> All right, I'm going to open this. It's probably going to make a lot of noise. Uh, while we're doing that, I wanted to uh, tell everyone that um, a lot of the episodes that we did um, throughout our 52 episodes were suggestions from you. Yep. Um, one of my favorites, actually, was uh, spacesuits. Someone suggested spacesuits, and I was like, oh, my gosh, of course we have to have a spacesuits episode. So we brought on Les Padilla, hardware manager, uh, for the EMU, which is the suit they have up on the space station right now, that's the one they actually go outside uh, the space station and work outside in. Um, and we just had a chat about what spacesuits are all about. So, um, if you like the show, please give us suggestions on what you would like to listen to, um, and we will actually pay attention to those. Uh, the way I've been doing it is you have to type in Houston we have a podcast to like Twitter or Facebook or something because that's that's what I do I just kind of like search that within uh, within the social media platform I'm like oh that's a really good idea uh, what was the other one we did um, beam 
Beam. Yeah. Beam was another suggestion. Uh, and I was like, oh, yeah, we should totally do that uh, one on Beam. Because at the time, the, the actual, like, studies had sort of wrapped up. And now it's, like, it's, it's there as, like, a storage uh, unit on the space station. So that one's pretty cool. Um, and then also, this one would actually be really helpful for us, too, is rate us. Uh, yes. Five stars will be preferred. But, uh, you know, whatever you, whatever you think, um, if, you, if you really enjoy the podcast, that actually helps us uh, say to our managers, hey, look, people really like this, and we should, we should continue to do it. Um, so please leave uh, uh, some stars, and then uh, any comments you have for us, both uh, praise and anything critical, because um, we will pay attention to that and kind of fix it along the way, have we? I think we've made a couple fixes. Yeah, the, the room way. change was one of the them. The room change was definitely one of them, yeah. yeah. And the mic, and we actually have a yeah, we have a third mic right now, and mm-hmm. we're hopefully going to get some more. But uh, yeah, if you want to see more like video episodes, or if you want to do yeah, those would be fun, longer, shorter. If you have a topic, you know, just just leave them there. And uh, I'll end by saying thank you to Alex for sticking with me the whole time and dealing with all of my stuff. Yay! Yay! Um, all of my nagging. Hey, did you send the trans- transcription yet? <laughs> hey, wh- when is this going to be edited? Hey, can I get it? Yeah, so anyway. I just you. need to edit this. Uh, it's uh, 2.5 seconds right here. And we, sh- <laughs> we should be good. We should yeah. be good. <laughs> <laughs> and for, uh, for Dan, because I can't do this all by myself. So thank you for coming on and hosting and being a part of it and helping to get it off the ground. I mean, I do the easy stuff. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, I would thank you guys because you built this from scratch, and now we're 52 episodes in, and we have a cake. So you did a really good job. Awesome. Thank you. Cool. All right, I think uh, I think we'll end there. And, oh, yeah, well, okay, the final thank you is to you, the listener. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for listening to our show and saying and keeping us going and giving us feedback um, so that we can continue to do this. Yay. Yay. <laughs> Cake. Oh, you can press the red button now, Pat. Hey, thanks for sticking around. We had a lot of fun recording uh, this annual episode, well, the one-year birthday episode of uh, Houston We Have a Podcast, and uh, I'm glad I got to sit with my team, and really, uh, thanks to Alex for sticking with me through the whole thing and, and dealing with, with all of my crap. She's sitting right next to me, uh, <laughs> constantly bugging her every single week. Hey, is the transcript ready? Hey, is the episode ready? So it's uh, it's been quite a ride, and then Dan just helping out the, from start to finish, uh, just making sure that it's successful all the way through. Uh, so also, um, one thing I forgot to mention during the episode was a huge thanks to NASA and Silicon Valley podcast for our friends over at AIMS. Uh, whenever we were starting the podcast, I kind of didn't really understand fully how to do it the NASA way, uh, and they already had theirs established. So I was actually talking with Matt Buffington and, and uh, Jerry Colin some of those guys out there to understand just how do you do this Uh, and they were very helpful along the way so thanks guys uh, if you're listening Uh, really appreciate your help 
Uh, you can go listen to them. That's NASA in Silicon Valley. Uh, otherwise, you can listen to Gravity Assist. That's our other uh, NASA podcast out at headquarters. And hopefully we'll have a couple more coming because I'm really digging the whole podcast scenes uh, here at NASA. Uh, so, otherwise, you can go to uh, nasa.gov slash ISS to get the latest information on uh, the International Space Station. If you noticed, through all of our 52 episodes, a lot of them have been uh, directly related to some of the research and, and the people, actually, that actually go and work on the International Space Station. So, so you can learn a lot there. Um, we are still taking hashtag AskNASA questions, so use that hashtag and then just make sure to mention Houston we have a podcast and we'll bring your questions or ideas right on the show. We even said, you know, we the spacesuit episode and, and, the, and the beam episode. There's been a couple others, too, that were directly influenced. Ooh, um, Space Medicine, uh, the one with Natasha Cho, Astronaut Health. That was another one. Hey, I want to learn what a flight surgeon does. We're like, okay, let's bring her on. Uh, so, yeah, all of these were suggestions from you guys, the listeners, uh, that we brought right on the show. So just make sure to Houston, mention Houston We Have a Podcast, and uh, and we'll make more episodes. I mean, we, we do this every week, so the more you give us, the, the more we can do. Uh, really appreciate you guys listening, too. Uh, it really means a lot to us to help us to keep going. So this birthday episode was recorded on June 20th, 2018. Uh, thanks to Kelly Humphreys, Pat Ryan, Bill Stafford, Pat and Bill we had actually had in the room with us uh, uh, during the recording. Uh, they're essential to the group right now. Uh, and also Greg Wiseman, who has um, also been helping out. You know, the, When the audio wizard is not here, Greg, Greg comes. And he's just Greg. We have audio wizard and Greg. Uh, thanks always to uh, Alex Perryman and Dan Hewitt. Uh, and then thanks to you for listening and helping with the success of the podcast that helps us to keep going. We'll be back with a brand new episode next week.